it's time for the Press Box with Brad and John. Well, I can't believe it. 92 yards, and Lindsey really got in a foot race. I broke my chair. I came right through a chair, a metal steel chair with about a five-inch cushion. I broke it. The booth came apart. The stadium, well, the stadium fell down. Now they do have to renovate this thing. They'll have to rebuild it now. As long as a hole. Awaiting the spot. The spot. The kick is up. The kick is up. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. Here They're comes coming the blue from coat. the left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40 yard line. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks into the end zone. Hunter Rimbaugh caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Rimbro, and Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead. Now, Brad Sinketh and John Hyde with the Press Box on the Roar. Good morning and welcome to the Press Box. Brad Single here with John Height broadcasting live on this Thursday, February the 8th, 2024 from the Country Fiber Studios here at the Roar, 105.5975. TheRoarFM.com, the Roar app, wherever you're listening today. We appreciate that. We want to be part of the show. 654-7627 is the number on the phone lines on the Adams & Co. roofing Text line, it is a Thursday, so that means Daniel Shirley coming up here in a couple of hours. Looking forward to talking to our good friend from TheAthletic.com, senior editor, and does a lot of uh, really good work there uh, with The Athletic and talks a lot of college football with us, college sports, but we'll talk some NFL with him today. He's a big 49ers fan, so I know Daniel's pumped about Sunday. John, good morning. How are you? Doing well, Brad. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Where are you right now in Super Bowl week? How pumped are you, scale of 1 to 10, for the big game? I'm at a 10. I'm ready. I'm ready. I am fired up. I cannot wait for the game. The hardest part now is going through today, tomorrow, and Saturday to get to the game. Mm. Spot the ball. You ready? Spot the ball. Absolutely. Uh, Do you have the menu figured out yet? Uh, I've got the rough workings of the menu figured out. Still trying to, to finalize a couple of things. Still a little time. I got to do some grocery shopping, yeah. obviously, <laughs> but I haven't gotten anything yet. But uh, no, I have uh, have some ideas for the menu. Is there one? Is there a staple like you? This is already decided. You we're having this. No, I do not have a, a a staple that has to be at a Super Bowl event. I typically do wings of some sort every Super Bowl. Just feels american and, it feels be, right. and it would feel even right if you got your wings catered from smitty smoke and soul food here uh, in easily it's a great idea uh it really is uh, they do catering all kinds of catering at smitty's so i highly recommend that they well, soul roll with the super bowl come Ooh, on now soul roll for the super bowl man look at you over here marketing <laughs> man you get your marketing cap on today I try. Actually, you actually do because that's hat flow you're wearing. Yeah, I'm wearing my hat flow hat. Exactly. So you literally are marketing. 
the roar hat flow hat. So there you go. Uh, John is, man, I don't, I don't like this, John. I feel, I feel like you're bringing it already. It's not 08 and you've already, you've already shown me that you showed up for work today. <laughs> I did. I, I showed up to work today. <laughs> not just physically, but mentally. Mentally, I'm here. I'm ready to go. Oh, man. That means I need to step up my game a little bit. Yeah, probably so. You, yeah. you may need to step it up a little bit. I'll listen to you. Uh, we'll see who's going to be right and wrong today. We won't know today, but we're going to make some Super Bowl prop picks today. We've got the sheet in front of us. We're going to go through some of those as we go throughout the show. We we do this every year. It's it's for fun. It really is. Literally entertainment purposes only. It's just for John and I to have a little fun with the, the Super Bowl, engage with the listeners if we have uh, one or two we can't figure out what we want to pick we want you to help us out so we'll go through some of that today uh, as we break down and get ready for uh, Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas Nevada 6 40 p.m. on Sunday Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers we'll talk some college basketball we'll do some other things today too probably work in some college football conversation at some point today uh, but we'll, we'll do a lot of Super Bowl tomorrow's gonna be interesting we're gonna kind of we're gonna Tomorrow's going to be kind of heavier on Clemson stuff, like Clemson baseball, Clemson basketball. Uh, I'll I'll set the stage for that later, but um, today is going to be a lot of Super Bowl, if that works for you, John. Uh, works for me. You're going to be out tomorrow, so we need to do a lot of Super Bowl today. Yes. That's the reason we're it doing this It also works way. for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be a fun show. Looking forward to it. We'll get Daniel Shirley's thoughts here in a couple hours on this game and what he thinks about his 49ers. I, I know he won't be biased at all. Bias in any way Daniel whatsoever. never shows his bias. And that's one of the things I, I greatly appreciate and respect about Daniel when he comes on our program. Walks the straight line every time. As he does. I, I will say, Daniel Shirley's on, kind of on a little bit of a heater, pro sports-wise. His Phillies are good the last uh, few years. The Niners have been solid the last few let's years. Not, let's not get carried away with Phillies conversation there. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear about that, but... Uh, in terms of Daniel, yeah, he's he's had some postseason success. He hasn't won the big one, but he's had some postseason success. So May we'll win the big one on Sunday. Will he? Uh, you have made it very clear that you are backing the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. Do you still feel that way on Thursday? I do, but uh, Quez gets in with a great question. Over, under, and the amount of drops from the Chiefs receiving core. Ooh. Uh, that, that, that is one thing that is worrying me about this game okay. for the Chiefs. That, that's the only thing? Oh, no. there, there, there are things that worry me for, okay. for both sides of the ball here, but the dropsies, right? Chiefs have a case of it. They don't hold on to the football very well. MVS. Um, if Scantling is holding on to the ball, Valdez Scantling, then uh, the Chiefs have a great chance to win if he decides it's going to be dropsies day. You know, then they're probably not going to. If Kadarius Tony plays, it's not going to go well. He's going to he be stays in the away team in hotel, a basement. You got a chance. <laughs> there is a basement somewhere at uh, Allegiant Stadium. You yeah you you lock him in a hotel room at the uh, at Excalibur. <laughs> that's that's nearby. It's kind of across the street. Whatever you got to do, sit him. You can't put him in a blackjack table. That would be breaking in or in uh, NCAA. Be breaking NFL policies. And we can't have that. Or, or or would they? Do you think they're enticing Kadarius Tony to maybe take part in some gambling while he's in Las Vegas right now? Right, listen, Kadarius, <laughs> I know the team curfew is 10 p.m., but for you, man, you just do your thing. 
Yeah. Enjoy Vegas. That memo, that policy memo the NFL handed out, somehow it didn't make his inbox. And so Kadarius Tony has no idea that he can't go into a sports book. And there's cameras everywhere. Oh, no, Kadarius, I can't believe it. What, what terrible luck. <laughs> you know, you and it still wouldn't be a worse betting story than Brad Bohannon in Alabama. <laughs> oh, man. You didn't get the memo. Sorry about that. You're suspended for, for the next year. <laughs> oh, <can't>. man, sorry. <laughs> Including this game. That's That's a real... Real travesty, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think they're uh, going to do something about him. That sounds really ominous, but... But, I mean, can Rasheed Rice continue his postseason production? Is Does, he going to hit that rookie wall? I, well, I was going to say, don't you feel like there's a lot of pressure on him to perform at a high level in this game, and he is a rookie, and he's never been in a moment like this, and it could be very overwhelming for the young guy. It certainly could be, but this is why... I. I this is where I think the value in Travis Kelsey in that receiving core for Kansas City. He's been there. He's done that. This is not his first Super Bowl. This is not his first season. He knows what the expectations are in the big moment. And I think if the moment does get too big for Rasheed Rice or some of these younger guys who haven't been in this situation, it really helps to have a, a veteran guy like Kelsey there to, from just a check down standpoint, say if those guys are not playing well, you got a nice uh, safety net there. Okay. All right. Uh, I think that we'll see. We'll see how how he is defended too, and can he recreate some of the magic that he's had the last couple of games where Kelsey's just made. I mean, he's made some ridiculous catches. Not not good catches, not average catches, absurd catches. The touchdown against Baltimore, we we did not give that enough. Where he's laying on his, he's basically on his butt. He's going down. Yeah. And he just sticks his left arm out, and somehow that ball just sort of like sticks into the cradle, you know, there that he makes, and he just he holds it onto it for a touchdown. That's that's just absurd. And then you know the one where Mahomes is scrambling and he does the, you know, the weaving and, and whatnot, and then as, as he's getting hit, he just slings the ball up in the air. And somehow Kelsey dives for it and comes down with it. Like it, I mean, nothing. Nothing's made sense. Nothing's made sense for Kelsey. He's, no, he's ageless. I, I still think he is one of the best to ever do it in terms of being able to find spots in zone coverage to to make a play. Yeah, his feel for the game is just. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. He should not get open. I mean, he's the most obvious guy on the field. When they're on offense, that you have to account for, and he still gets open. It's just, it's mind blowing. He's not a, you know, Tyree Kill, I get it. Tyree Kill gets open. He's just faster than everybody in the world. You know, he's just gone. But how, in, I don't know how Kelsey does it over and over. I'm not saying he's slow, but he doesn't have track speed. Let's just say that. But he's really good at what he's done here in the, in the playoffs, especially. I am still. We need to set our own, own own prop bet here on this one, John. How many times will I waffle between now and the Super Bowl on who who I'll pick to win the game? Because I oh, I'm taking the over on that one, brother. <laughs> bandwagon Brad is going to be on full force, full display today. That's the problem. I can't I can't find a bandwagon. I don't know which one to jump on. I don't know, John. Do I go? Let, with... Let's let's figure that out today. Let, let's walk that out and let's figure out a rooting side for you. For the Super Bowl today. Who do I want to win? I, I would rather the Chiefs win. If I'm Why is that? Because my son's a big Chiefs fan. He loves Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. He's got socks. He's got shirts. You know, he just he's just obsessed with it. 
And so I, I want him to be happy. I, I'll pull for his, you know, joy in life. I don't, I don't always not free my kids. I've freed my kids here. Uh, so I want him There's to. There's the first. I want him to enjoy. <laughs> some people don't believe that. I want to enjoy a, a Super Bowl win for his his guys. I, you know, clearly. I never pull for the 49ers. I don't know why. I just don't. I got. I don't. I don't have a hate for them. I don't. Like, I don't have this grudge against anybody over there that I can think of. I just don't pull for them. Does that stem from, like, the, the 90s? Like, did you no, not pull for them then? Or did no. you Or did you pull for Montana young? Back in Christ? the 80s, I, I thought Montana was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, he was like, you know, you, you pretended to be Montana or Elway. That's, that's in the backyard, that's who you wanted to be. So I, I don't I don't have anything against them. I said, that's what's so weird about it. Like, I, just, I, I was just trying, was there, like, a time when... Washington and San Fran were dueling it out at the top of the NSC that like formulated not really, this? Not really. Not not that formulated this, no, because I, I just remember like even in the ninety ninety four Super Bowl, ninety four season when, when San Francisco won their last one, I think I was pulling for them in that game. So I I don't know when I switched over to just not wanting them to win. I really don't know what I, happened. I think I figured it out. What? It's Kyle Shanahan and his connection to the twenty thirteen Washington coaching staff. No, it's not Shanahan. Shanahan doesn't move me in, in in one way or the other. I don't I don't really care. But they've never done anything that that I could find pettiness in to why I don't like them. I just simply don't want them to win. <laughs> that being said, I want to be right more than I want a certain team to win. Now that tracks. I buy that. I dominated you last year. You were all over the Eagles. All over the Eagles. And I last year is as good as I have felt about a Super Bowl winner maybe in my lifetime. I could not have been more confident in the Chiefs last year. I don't have that right now. In, the, in, in this Chiefs team, it's simply not there. But I also don't have any confidence in the 49ers because of, of recency bias. How they've looked the last two games. Does that look like a team that you should back to win the Super Bowl? Just take everything else out of the equation. Just answer that simple question. Have they played like a team you should back in the Super Bowl? Not particularly, no. Have the Kansas City they Chiefs... They did in the second half against Detroit when they made the comeback. That's one half, right? And and some of that was Dan Campbell rolling the dice, you know. Vegas pun intended. Trying to get there. And then, ha- has Kansas City done things in the last three games that make you feel like they should be the team to pick to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Going on the road and beating the Buffalo Bills and, and going on the road and beating the Baltimore Ravens. That's too logical logical so then riddle me this why are the 49ers favored i need a theory from you on that i need i, I need to know you, you got to come up with one you got to give me a theory. i'll do it right now you got to give me a theory on why the 49ers are the favorite in this super bowl i'll try to come up with something but it's <laughs> i have my theories but they don't really make a lot of sense to me We'll discuss that. 654-ROAR. You want to get anything Super Bowl-related, anything college basketball, uh, you want to get in on that, we want to hear from you. We'll have Daniel Shirley coming up here around 11.05. Stay tuned for Daniel. I know he's going to do a lot of 49ers propaganda, but we'll allow some of it to occur. <laughs> we got our prop sheet right in front of us. This is going to be a lot of fun. We'll have some fun with today's uh, show with the Super Bowl. So stay tuned. A lot more to get to on a busy Thursday right after this. We'll be back. Samuel Property Group is locally owned, proud to be part of the Upstate community and putting their money where their mouth is. 
If you know someone moving a loved one into assisted living and struggling to sell their outdated home, or maybe you have a friend with a property wrapped up in probate, what about a vacant, dilapidated home in your neighborhood that needs sprucing up? Make a referral that turns into a deal, and when they close, you get a $1,000 referral fee. It's that easy. SamuelPropertyGroup.com. That's SamuelPropertyGroup.com. When you shop or donate at a Dream Center resale store, you're helping to change lives. The Dream Center receives no government funding and depends on the resale store's proceeds to operate. 100% of store's proceeds go directly to support the programs of the Dream Center, offering those in need a hand up instead of a hand out. Shop and donate your items today at their Easley, Pickens, Seneca, or Greenville store on Pleasantburg Drive. Donate, shop, change lives. Visit thedreamcenterpc.org for more information today. An ultimate day of relaxation and rejuvenation from Lilia Day Spa in Anderson is the perfect gift for her on Valentine's Day. Year after year, they've been voted Anderson's premier spa, and their staff is ready to treat her mind, body, and spirit in a relaxing and private setting. Choose a sweet treat package or a Be Mine package, a sweetheart or a Cupid's holiday package. Lilia Day Spa can create something special, or a gift certificate is ideal for Valentine's. Anderson's premier day spa, Lilia Day Spa, 116 Benson Street, downtown Anderson. The Southeastern Wildlife Exposition, SeaWee, returns to downtown Charleston February 16th through 18th with new and returning special events. Don't miss dock dogs and herding demos at Brittlebank Park, birds of prey flight demos at Marion Square, live animal shows by Jeff Corwin at the Galliard, the sporting showroom at the Charleston Marriott, and so much more. Tickets start at $35. Kids 10 and under are free. Don't miss SeaWee, the wildest time in Charleston. Get your tickets today. Visit SeaWee.com, S-E-W-E.com. I'm Will Davis with the Davis Law Group. It's important to me to always remember why we do what we do as litigation attorneys, and that's to help people. But more specifically, it's to help people by creating a path forward after a catastrophic event. When someone walks into our office, they've likely experienced the worst day in their life. They've lost a loved one, they're catastrophically injured, or their family's falling apart. The second you walk into our office, you have personal involvement with an attorney. Our personal involvement continues until the case is concluded. Contact us today at davis.law. Let us see how we can help. Getting your guaranteed maximum refund with TaxLayer feels like yeah, yeah. saddling up and chasing down Look at that, sweet that big old cash cow. Look at all that money! File for free with TaxLayer Simply Free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer. File fearlessly. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Clemson softball's ready to hit the field for the 2024 season, and the Roar has you covered for their first tournament of the year. We'll have three games live on the Roar, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. Every broadcast will be available as well on ClemsonTigers.com. As we await the Tigers' debut in McWherter Stadium this spring, be sure to catch the debut of the 2024 Clemson softball team right here on the Roar, where every day is game day. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, 
We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Tuning in from the car? Stay connected to the Roar after you run your errands using our app or website. Download the Roar app on your phone by searching WCCPFM The Roar in the App Store. Or tune in on our website, theroarfm.com slash listen. Back here live on The Roar, the press box for Brad and John. Our one continues on. This uh, prop thing we're going to do is so serious. I'm over here researching Reba McIntyre and the length of the National Anthem. I have thoughts, John. I have research and data to back up my pick today. You? You just going to wing it? That's the anthem. I take the over. <laughs> oh, man. You have these like hard and fast rules. You're like Barney Stinson. You have one rule, and you have a million of them. Yes. Uh, you have one rule about taking... Pat Mahomes is an underdog, right? Yeah, you back him. You back Pat Mahomes as an underdog all day long. All right. Because what, I mean, what is it? He's what, 12 and 2? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous numbers. Uh, that being said, though, isn't that what you would think most people are saying? Like, wouldn't you think that would be more of a consensus decision that, hey, I if think about it like this. Most people who are picking the game, uh, or whether you're wagering on or just having fun with it, you, you know we're we're just having fun with it, trying to you know go against each other. But if you're picking the game, most reasonable people would say take the better quarterback, take the guy who thrives as an underdog, back Pat Mahomes. Why would you not? He's never given you a reason not to. Andy Reid, one of the greatest coaches of this era. Why would you not back him? That makes a lot of sense, correct? Yeah. Spagnuolo's been in his bag for, for weeks now. You have a coaching staff in Kansas City that has thrived in these situations in years past. They've won it in different ways. Versus Kyle Shanahan, as much as I like and respect what he's done, his biggest known thing in the Super Bowl was blowing a 25-point lead. It's very fair. That's That's another narrative. That's a true one, by the way. So is Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes being really good. Those narratives, but that's what people follow, and they tend to pick with the narratives. So why are the Kansas City Chiefs a two-point underdog as we enter the heart of Thursday with still a few days left for the Super Bowl? Explain that to me. Give me a theory. Is it a a want to? Like a wishing it into existence? That people are backing them? Because... I mean, Brad, we see it on the Amsco Reefing text line. There's cheese fatigue, right? Like any elite team, a certain point you get fatigued by it. Yeah, Shane and Greenville said the exact things, and I've grown tired of almost everything KC. Not not their barbecue. I never get tired of their barbecue. I hope that San Francisco and Purdy destroy them, the team falls apart. That's a little harsh, but to his point, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. We have a lot of listeners who feel that way. I'm not as enamored. I'm not I'm not have I haven't hit the fatigue with Kansas City quite yet. Because I like watching Pat Mahomes play. I mean, I like good football. I I just like being able to uh, to witness greatness, right? Yeah. I I as much as I as a Steelers fan couldn't stand some of those Patriots teams. 
I backed him most of the time because I wanted to see history be made. Yeah. I wanted to see greatness take place. I, I just don't, I'm not one to get all that fatigued by dynasties. I didn't, I didn't love when Alabama beat Clemson, but I certainly respected everything that Nick Saban and Alabama did. And at times when I didn't have a dog in the fight would lean that way just to continue to see history being made. I was really torn during that Patriots run because the only team that could beat them was the team I hated, the New York Giants. So it made me sick to my stomach because I had to pull for the Patriots because I, I could never, ever, ever pull for the Giants under any circumstance. Good thing is I don't have to worry about that ever again. They're not, they're not going back. Um, so you think it's there's just some fatigue, correct? Yeah, I, I think there's some of that out there. It, it's a new team. Now, See somebody different win it. It is Thursday. The recreational folks who will take part in this market we're discussing will probably won't get most involved until Saturday and Sunday before the game. So we'll, we'll see if the where the line gets pushed. But there's more talk in, in some circles that it would, there's a better chance it goes to three than it goes to one or a pick em. So that's, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of 49ers backers out there, but where are they? Is it the sharp, you know, professional betters who do this stuff for a living? Because I think, I think there's professionals on both sides. That's, that's why the line isn't doing a whole lot. I also think this. I, I believe, I don't know if this is the way at every, at every sports book, but I know that some sports books have more liability on the 49ers because of future bets. People who placed wagers for 49ers to win it all at certain stages of the, of the preseason, regular season, postseason, whenever, and there's more, li- more liability on the 49ers than there are the Chiefs. I didn't even think about that angle. Yeah. That actually eats up a ton of the books' profits they make on the Super Bowls. A lot of it. Like, that can really cut into their, their profit is the future stuff. That, they're always more worried about that than they are the game. The game they don't care about. They got the vig. They got the juice. They'll, they'll make money somewhere regardless, right? And there's enough props and stuff out there and everything else. They don't feel like they're going to ever lose on the Super Bowl. They hate the future market. <laughs> Because that hammers them to a certain degree. But the line is, is is fascinating right now. You know, there's there's talk it, it could it's two and a half in some places. It could reach three. That's a lot of 49er money. It's a lot of backing coming in for it to do something like that. To get to three. Now, if it gets to three, I'm very suspicious. Highly suspicious. Because then I feel like somebody's trying to get it to three for a reason. They're trying to get it to bet it the other way or whatever so they can try to middle it or get just get a better line than what they originally wanted. People do, the the syndicates and the people with real money, they do like they they do that all the time. They try to force the line to a certain direction so they can come back the other way. That would that would shock me a little bit if it got to three. Because then I feel like there's something fishy going on. But based on the line, I always ask you this read into the line, who who does the line tell you to pick? If you only looked at the line and you really didn't break down either team or talk about Purdy versus Mahomes or Reed versus Shanahan or any of that stuff, you just looked at the market in the line, what would it lead you to believe is the right side? Mm. Maybe San Fran? I think San I have a tough time removing all those factors. Right. You know, of removing Patrick Mahomes from the equation and removing Andy Reed from the equation. But all those things are baked that. into the line. Oh, yeah. No, I, I get that. I totally understand that everything is factored into it. I just... 
have a tough time personally just removing those things. I think the 49ers are the pick based on the market. But I just can't make enough legitimate reasons. I'll I'll throw one out there. We talked about this the other day um, when we've talked about this. I think that, yes, the better quarterback is in Kansas City. I think the better coaching is in Kansas City. But if you laid out and you were to power rank 1 through 53 and you laid out these rosters, I think the Niners are more talented than the Chiefs as an overall roster. Yeah. I, I... I think so, too. If you were to, like we said, list the top 10 players in the game, I think you'd come up with about six 49ers and four Chiefs. Now, where you rank them in order, I I don't know. But if you just listed the top 10, I, I think it would lean toward the 49ers. Texter says, as of yesterday, the top seven largest bets at Caesars were on the 49ers. There's been, there's only been, I've only seen one majorly huge wager on the Chiefs. It was like 200K or something. Most of the big ones, the the the, the six figure wagers, have come in on the Niners. Do we know what Mattress Mac is doing here? I don't pay attention. I don't care what Mattress Mac does. <laughs> that guy's a publicity stunt. He's just a walking publicity stunt. He he's got all that money because people know who he is and they go and buy mattresses from him. <laughs> that's that's all that is. But I I do think that I I understand why people are on San Francisco, but I can understand why that, that's 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 why I'm so torn. It makes me mad. I want to come in here and give you a, this is the pick and this is why, and I'm laying it out for you and I'm confident in it. That's how it was last year. I'm just not that way on this game. I'm surprised. We saw, we've gotten one text on this this morning, and I'm surprised we haven't seen more of this from Clemson fans over the last two weeks. Anybody but Debo Samuel. See, that's, I don't know. I don't, I don't think in that realm, so I, I don't really. I, I feel like this more, I feel like our listeners are way more college football focused than NFL focused. I thought there'd be more spite picks either which way based on your college rivalries and who's going to be participating with what. Because yes, there will be a Clemson Tiger who's going to get a Super Bowl ring regardless, but you're not going to see him on the field. Like their practice squad guys were on yeah. injured reserve. Yeah. I always say, I mean, I, I hope every every athlete who comes out of the state of South Carolina, no matter where they went to school, has a successful pro career. Doesn't mean I have to pull for one of them in the Super Bowl. I'm just saying I sure yeah. I wish them you know, great, great fortune in, in life. I hope they do well because I like people from the Palmetto State who become pro athletes. I think it's good for our state, you know, just to have that and be able to point to that. And Debo is, of course, you know, from the Spartanburg County area. So I, you know, I, I like watching Debo. I think he's one of the most fun players to watch in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. I love watching Debo Samuel play. It is, it is kind of weird. Um, oh, Doug, great point. Ray Ray, I completely... Ray McLeod, yeah, he will be playing. Yeah, he's, he's their he's their return. Thank you, guy. Doug. I completely slipped. I was just thinking of Cleveland Farrell and Austin Bryant. Yeah, Forty ers uh, return guy is Ray Ray uh, McLeod, former wide receiver for the Tigers. Um, I don't know. I think I I I get the rivalry aspect of that, but if Ray Ray and Debo are on the same team, you're going to pull for. Like, what, I know what, it kind of it kind of cancels yeah. out. Yeah, but yeah. there's no like prominent. I guess because of how prominent he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can... Yeah, there's other Gamecocks on the team, too, but it's like Debo Samuel is one of the faces of that franchise. Texture asking... Yeah, I, mean, I, I know that you could technically do the same thing with Javon Kinlaw, right? I mean, you could do yeah. it with so many different players. Texture asked, did Debo win against Clemson? No, he did no, not. No, he did not. He did not beat Clemson. I think he was on that team, though, with Jake Bentley, where they put up a lot of yards. He was. He, he was in that game, yeah, when they had 
what, 500 yards or whatever it was. Still lost by three touchdowns, but. <laughs> they lost by 21 points. <laughs> but Jake Bentley had so many yards that night. Yeah, Debo was a was a wrecking crew that game. They could not. The secondary uh, was were, were not. He was a problem. Yeah, he was he was a massive problem. But if anything, actually, I think that helped out the Clemson defense for the postseason. So thanks, Debo. Hexer said then we could cheer for him. <laughs> he was he was part of the uh, the the deep Clemson run there. The seven was it seven straight? Yeah, the Clemson one. Uh, he he was part of the other side of that so you can cheer for it. that's okay it's written into a contract somewhere uh, <laughs> uh but I, no i i understand that if you want to pull against him because he played for rival school be petty we we, we welcome it we support pettiness on this program <laughs> we yes continue that pettiness uh i don't like brock purdy to be honest with why? you because i feel like he burned me walk that out a little bit please i'm i'm so back in, gosh, I, what, what was his freshman year now? 17, 18? I mean, oh, it was but, yeah, forever it was, ago. 18, yeah. maybe? Yeah, something like that. I was really, 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 really high on him. And I talked him up a lot on this show and was really just all in on Brock Purdy. And he never got better in college. He, he kind of stayed the same guy the whole time he was in, at uh, Iowa State. Like, I don't think he really transcended into the level of quarterback that I thought he was going to be. And so it made me mad. I hold it against him because he never got better, John. He never became That whole team never got better. It just feel like they they got to a good spot and then they just stayed in a good spot until he left. Would you have described Brock Purdy as an elite quarterback in college football? No. No. But I would have. A good quarterback. Yeah, I would have had him as one of the the upper echelon in the sport, but not. I didn't. Certainly didn't have a draft grade on him, let alone think he would be starting in a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> You're ahead of your time, Brad, a visionary. I would love to claim that. The problem with that is he was Mr. Irrelevant, and he was literally completely irrelevant to me at that point. You know, what? like I came on here and said, ah, he's going to go to the NFL. I, was, I jumped off the bandwagon as soon as I... As soon as he he left Iowa, when I realized he wasn't going to hit peak Brock Purdy at Iowa State, I jumped off the bandwagon. I know that shocks you, John. Surprises you that I would leave the Brock Purdy bandwagon. But I was I was driving the train here. I I was the Brock Purdy bandwagon. I was in in front of the line, and then he did nothing at Iowa State that made me feel like he backed up what I said about him. Because I said he's going to be elite, not good, not get you eight wins. You know, not not go to the cheese at bowl. I said he was going to be an elite quarterback, and I just don't think he was in college. It also shaped how I feel about Matt Campbell, but I kind of blame him. Do you? Do you think that Brock Purdy's relevance in the NFL compared to what it was in college hurts Matt Campbell? No. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I think disagree. that job is just so incredibly difficult to be consistent at. I think Iowa State is one of the toughest Power Five jobs in the country. He had a guy who's in the Super Bowl. And you he, know how hard it is to get that at Iowa State. <laughs> he never won ten games with him, right? Uh, they got to nine wins, I believe it was. I, I can't remember how many head. games they played because wasn't it in twenty twenty where they played in the Fiesta Bowl? But twenty twenty, they wouldn't have gotten to ten wins. It's like, I don't remember the t- the amount of games that they played in that year. But I mean, he he took nine, Iowa State to a yeah. Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, they got they, they got to nine wins in in twenty twenty, the year that we throw out for most teams. That's the one you want to go with. I, I'm just saying. I'm we just do, saying Iowa we? State played in a Fiesta Bowl, and that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yes, in the asterisk COVID year. 
You know that year's got a COVID or an asterisk on it. You know it does. Oh, absolutely. It definitely does. A&M finished fifth in the country. Of course there's an asterisk on it. <laughs> and Clemson lost to Ohio State, who got there by playing like five games. Six five four roar. More to come on the other side after this. Accidents happen. If you've been injured in a car, motorcycle, or boating accident, you need to seek legal help as soon as possible. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, can evaluate your case to help you get the full compensation you deserve. The call and the consultation are completely free. Don't wait. Call today. 864-654-3680. Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, here for you. Sitting here today with our good friend, Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Gary, texter asks, Walt, I screwed up waiting on my insurance company to sign a new contract with my hospital doctors and they failed. Can Gary help me? Texter, you are far from being the only person who did this. I have a high probability of being able to help you, but time is of the essence. I need you to contact me right away at 864-307-8484 to resolve this dilemma. There you go, listener. You need to move on this and call Gary today at 864-307-8484. Again, 864-307-8484. And remember, the Gary represents the seven largest Medicare insurance companies and approximately 125 different plans. In the unlikely event that you would want another company's plan, Gary will still shepherd you through SHIP or Medicare to accomplish that goal. Okay, three more climbers, seven loggers. Plus. Ted's sustainably sourced logging company is growing a new branch. What about truck driver contracts? Which means a new HR manager will be the first hire to fall. Uh, then we'll need to staff up the warehouse. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it's time to reclaim that alpha feeling. If you've been feeling sluggish, carrying extra weight, or missing a step in the bedroom, it's time for a change. Book an appointment today at Low Country Mail. Our concierge testosterone replacement therapy plans start at just $220 a month, covering testosterone, labs, medication, and doctor visits. We also offer growth hormone replacement and top-notch anti-aging plans. Let's make men men again. Book today at lowcountrymail.com. Show your love this Valentine's with exquisite fashion jewelry from Diamonds Direct and save an extra 20%. Now through Valentine's, all fashion favorites at Diamonds Direct are on sale. All earrings, all bracelets, all necklaces, stackable bands, colored gemstone jewelry, and more. Lots of romantic and timeless gifts for under $500. Special financing available too. Don't miss this. An extra 20% savings on all fashion jewelry favorites at Diamonds Direct. Shop in store or online at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Gilstrap Roofing has an experienced team that specializes in shingle and flat roofs for residential, commercial, and industrial customers. Their dedication to complete customer satisfaction is why a large portion of their business comes from repeat customers and referrals. If you need a full-service roofing contractor that has over 88 years of experience and takes pride in top customer satisfaction, Gilstrap Roofing has got you covered. Call for your free roofing estimate today at 269-1232 and online at gilstraproofing.com. Baseball season's almost here, and we have you covered from now until opening day. Hitting is not about muscle. It's simple physics. 
Calculate the velocity v in relation to the trajectory t, in which g, gravity, of course, remains a constant. We are the roar. We're back here live on the roar, 944 AM. You want to get in with us? We'd love to hear from you. 654-7627. John thinks he's figured out why I don't like the 49ers. I'll let him break that here in just a moment. I do want to let you know that Clemson football announced its game day designations for 2024 this morning. Uh, the schedule is, you know, was released a couple weeks ago, so now I've had a chance to go ahead and designate what each game is going to be at home for the Tigers, and it starts on September 7th with App State coming to town. That will be the football reunion and the first responders day. September 21st, NC State comes to town. That will be the family weekend and the land grant day. And then September 28th, make your plans now. It's a classic homecoming battle. Tradition. Nothing nothing says tradition and homecoming like Clemson versus the Stanford Cardinal on September 28th, John. Hey, you come into a new league and you're booked as the homecoming team? That's tough. That's a tough look for Stanford. How are you going to troll Stanford for Tiger Rama? How are you going to How are you going to build float? I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> are you, there's going to be some trees out there. But, uh, yeah, have oh, fun man, with that. The, the, the way that people are going to recreate the Stanford tree mascot, I can't wait for that. Bowman Field's going to be rocking. Yeah, it really is. Uh, but, yes, you, you have to go classic battle. You know, you, you, you want to play a team that really gets everybody going. You, you do it during Stanford week. Uh, October the 19th, when Clemson hosts Virginia and Tony Elliott, uh, that'll be uh, the Clemson Plus Day, and that'll be the Breast Cancer Awareness Game. Okay. So get your purple ready. Uh, pink ready. I mean, I'm sorry, pink. I don't know why I said purple. Get your, get your pink ready. Uh, of course, that'll be Tigers for Tata's campaign. We'll have the T-shirts ready to go for you, so you can wear those. So circle that date, October nineteenth, uh, will be the uh, pink day for Memorial Stadium. November the second, when Louisville comes to town, it's Hall of Fame Day. Uh, the class of twenty twenty four will be recognized. That class has not been announced as of yet. Uh, that'll come later on this spring. Uh, the Citadel. On November 23rd is the Military Appreciation and Senior Day. So that's when you wear your purple. That's when you show up, get in your seat early, be there for all the festivities of Military Appreciation. We honor all of the men and women who have served our country, uh, those who have given their lives, and the numerous number of uh, Clemson graduates who have uh, been involved in the military. We honor all of those folks on that day and their families. I always like to, to point that out. You also remember their families. Uh, that'll be going on on November 23rd against the Citadel, and then the seniors will run down the hill. And some juniors, usually, is how that works out. Uh, of course, who knows, if you're, who knows if you're a junior senior anymore? It's still COVID years going on. November the 30th versus South Carolina is Ipte Day. And that will be the final designation of the home schedule because that will be the regular season finale when the Tigers take on rival Gamecocks over Death Valley. So, Sound good to you, John? Sounds good to me. Which which game are you circling? Are you going to this year? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know yet. Okay, still still too early. Still, for yeah, that. still a little bit early. I don't know. It's February eighth. You had you had you had even got your menu for the Super Bowl, and I'm asking you what game you're going to in October or November. 
What, what was I thinking? There? Yeah, that's on you, man. That's on you at this point. I still think you should go to that. I don't know what I'm having for lunch. Like, <laughs> I still think you should go to that traditional homecoming game between Clemson and Stanford. I, I would like to go just to see what Stanford and Death Valley looks like because I don't think I ever thought that I would get to see Stanford play in Death Valley. I don't think anyone thought that that was going to occur. Especially as a conference game. <laughs> but it counts as a league game. So should be fun uh, for late, late September. Yeah, Brad, during the break, I think I have figured out, and I think I have pen- zeroed in on as to why you have such a disdain for the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know about this, but what what is it? You have never been the biggest fan of a particular football coach who has coached both in the professional ranks and in the <laughs> collegiate ranks who is He's a big fan the- of khaki pants. I think it's Jim Harbaugh. I think it was the Jim Harbaugh era and the narratives around him, the the fighting with Trent Baalke, the the narratives surrounding the quarterback position there at his time. Uh, Go back a little bit. The narratives at the end around San Francisco, they were annoying. It was... It was an eye roll every time that that came across my screen or my timeline or what have you. Okay. Uh, I don't see. I don't think I started really disliking Harbaugh until he was in college for a couple of years and just wasn't really doing my, my My biggest gripe with Jim was that he was, he was held to an elite coaching status when he was in college when he had not done anything in Michigan. In those first couple of years, that's fair. He was making. When he was trotting out like John O'Corn and Shea Patterson and yeah. these just nonsense quarterback moves. He was making absurd money. Like he was up there with the highest paid guys in the game, but he w- he had done nothing, in my opinion, to earn that at the collegiate level. To that degree. Yeah, because he was being compensated for stuff. He had. Remember, at the beginning, he couldn't beat Michigan State. Yeah. And he had to give some money back to keep his job. COVID, Let's yeah. don't forget that. So. I don't know that I just like. I don't honestly. I don't remember. Do you remember who you even pulled for in that Super Bowl? Which one? The Ravens and the Forty ers Oh gosh. I don't even. I, th- I think I wanted both teams to lose. <laughs> I think I did too. Yeah. I really I don't. I mean, I'm a Steelers fan. I can't pull for the Ravens in the postseason. Correct. And I pull for a team that's right next door to the to the Ravens. So I was always kind of pulling against them. I don't. I don't recall who I pulled for. I. I probably. I probably. No. I. I think I was pulling for the Ravens because I think we knew it was the finality of Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and some of those Hall of Fame careers there. Yeah. But that's also over a decade ago. True. Uh, you are. Essentially, you've already been. So you're. You're completely pull. Are you pulling for the Chiefs? Or are you just picking them to win? Because there's a difference there. Um. Head and heart, like what? Are, what, what are we doing? Definitely picking them to win. Um, I think we've laid out a lot of reasons as to why over the last two weeks. Pulling for um, probably, yeah, probably. I think I'll be pulling for them. Although this is not a Super Bowl that I'm going to be upset or angry. John Swift, if the Niners win. John Swifty over here. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh no! Look what you did. I didn't do that. I didn't do anything. Don't blame me. me do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, is, is, is this a spite pick for you? Are you spiting those who get so bent out of shape about the Chiefs? And I, I would Swift? never do that, Brad. I would never do that. I would never pick a team in a Super Bowl to spite others. I think 90% of your picks are spite picks. I mean, it's 
Last season of Curbs out right now, man. Spites and Mug. You got to do it. That is a that is a pretty big spite pick, in my opinion. Uh, as of this moment today, <laughs> this could I change think, in an hour. I think I'm picking the 49ers, and I told you yesterday I was picking the Chiefs. I was leaning toward the Chiefs. I don't, I don't, I'm not making a definite one until about 11. I'm going to have to listen to tomorrow. tomorrow's show to see who you pick tomorrow because you'll probably be leaning Chiefs uh, tomorrow. I probably will. Again, over under how many times I flip flop on this is five, four and a half. I'm taking the over. You're taking the over. I well, think you've already, already eclipsed the over at this point. Eh, I, mean, I, was, I was on the Chiefs when, when they won the AFC title game. Before I'd broken the game down and started thinking in, the, in terms of the matchup, I think I'd already. That was your gut reaction that Sunday night at the end of conference championship day was yeah. Chiefs? Yeah. But I have had a lot of time to digest different things and think about different avenues and look at the betting lines and figure out all the little intricacies of this game. And again, I, I can make more football reasons for the Chiefs. I really can. The only thing I feel good about picking in this game right here today, right now, is... Pacheco going off for the Chiefs. And that, and that's a really square pick, by the way. I mean, everybody thinks Pacheco's going to have a good game. And he's probably got very inflated props because of it. But I I think Pacheco runs the ball really well because I, I've seen this 49ers defense get gashed by Aaron Jones. Uh, I saw them get gashed by Jameer Gibbs for at least a half. And they just have looked like they've been on their heels more times than not in the playoffs. And Pacheco and Andy Reid. Andy Reid has has figured out how to run with Pacheco, and they're going to do a lot of outside runs in this game. And so I I feel really confident Pacheco has a, a big game. That's the only thing I'm confident in when it comes to making real picks right now. You agree? Oh, I definitely think he's going to have a big game. But I, actually, now I'm starting to like to. We talked about this earlier. I'm now starting to lean that he's not going to because everybody on God's green earth is saying that Isaiah Pacheco is going to have a big game. That's the problem with it. The only other thing I feel like is a lock for this game is Christian McCaffrey scores a touchdown. I think that is an extreme lock for me. I would be shocked if he doesn't score a touchdown in this game. Will you? Uh, yeah, I would be. He's one of the only players that I can remember in a Super Bowl where I felt as confident that he's going to definitely score. Now, the odds certainly reflect that. <laughs> for sure. But he's... He's really good in the red zone. They can throw to him. He can break off a 40, 50 yarder for a score. I I, hey. I just think there's just so many But then again, the I'm sure there were a lot of folks in 1985 who just would have assumed Walter Payton was going to score in the Super Bowl. Yeah, true. And the fridge took his touchdown. Fridge got it. Yep. Hey, look at that. Positive Bears talk. I mean, we had to bring up the 1980s, but hey, positive Bears talk. It's been a long time. Most people have no idea what we're talking about. The Bears win a Super Bowl. What, what is that? <laughs> what does that mean? If we were mean, we'd bring up the Rex Grossman era, but we're not going to do that. All right. How about we do this? Because right. you've made it clear you're, you're backing the Chiefs. Give me some reasons to back the 49ers. Oh, play boy. Little, um, play your own devil's advocate. I tell you, if... I think I think Kittle's going to be a problem for this defense. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just read a text. On the Abs Corby text line, pick the winner by TV shows. San Francisco would be full house. And Kansas City will be Malcolm and Eddie show. What? <laughs> Do you remember the Malcolm and Eddie show? Yeah, but I just I wasn't thinking that's something we were going to reference this morning. I here. that was about as is 
just out of nowhere references you could possibly get. Thank you, Texas. Uh, what was the it question now? I don't even remember what the question was. Sorry, yes. sorry. That, that, oh, no. that actually cracked me up. I think the it was how reasons to back the 49ers. I think that the bevy of pass catchers there could be a problem for the Kansas City defense. With okay. Brandon Ayuk, with Kittle, with Debo Samuel, with the way Christian McCaffrey can be utilized out of the backfield in the passing game, I think if if some of these guys start cooking and Snead can't cover everybody, there could be some issues there. I, I think the, the bevy of playmakers for the 49ers could present a problem for the uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the way that Debo is used, it makes it very, very difficult to... And, and, because the number of playmakers they have, it's very hard to key in on one person. But also because of the schemes and the ways that they use Debo, where they put him in the backfield, they, they'll put him in the backfield and motion him out. They'll throw to him on a lot of screen plays that is an extension of the run game. The one thing I don't like, though, they don't do as much, and I know this is by his request, that he's not used as much as like a running back anymore as he was early in right. his time. They also have Christian McCaffrey. Like you don't really want I me. Mean, what you know? You're going to that get. is fair. They did not. I think yeah. McCaffrey was not there at the time um, when Debo was using some of that running back role. I did hear that there's an expectation. Was is it Elijah Mitchell? I believe is the backup that he's going to get a lot of touches in this game. It feels like the 49ers are going to try to run the football, and and they're running into a team that played three of the top five best run games in the NFL in the playoffs this year. And beat all three of them. They beat the Ravens who had the best run game in the whole league. Shut them down. I, I, they broke Todd Monk's brain that day. They they really did. Remember, they just didn't even give the ball to Gus Edwards. It's six carries. The running backs had six carries in that game. And Hill, yeah, they just didn't even didn't even realize they were on the field. No, nobody cared they were even on the field. They stopped that Miami team. Now, freezing cold temperature, below freezing cold temperature. Miami wasn't and, doing much moving that day anyways. And clearly... A-Chan was not the same guy that point of the season that he was earlier in the year. So, and, and Mostert was hurt. You know, they, they they weren't the same run game. So, it's hard to really count the Miami win. But Buffalo, you know, they, James Cook had a really, had a really good year. Statistically speaking, he had some good he numbers. He did, yeah, absolutely. He was a top 15 back in stats and in, in rushing. And then, of course, Josh Allen runs the heck out of the ball. They beat all three of those teams. That can run, can really run the football. This team runs the ball differently than any of those. I think. I think San Francisco runs it differently because McCaffrey is so dynamic and diverse in I, what you can do. A lot of their plays look like run plays to me that are actually throws. Yes, I th- and I think that where they are able to pull a lot of that off is the way they are able to to scheme up the blocking. Look at the way they use Kyle Uzcheck. Yeah. Look at the way they use that fullback. They use the actual, yeah, Uchek is actually a fullback. It's hard to say. A real fullback in 2024. And then the way that they'll pull Trent Williams on the left side, the way that they get guys in motion for blocking, I think is one of the, the prettiest things that they do in football. That you can get these guys to get momentum ahead so when you start the run game, you've got you Uchek or Trent Williams or whoever it may be with a full head of steam going in to lay out some blocks. Yeah. Can't really attack Trent Williams in this game. He's Trent Williams. Yeah, good luck. He's one of the best that's, that's done it in in our lifetime. I, I will say there's a reason to pull for the 49ers there for Trent Williams to get a Super Bowl ring after what he had to put up with at his uh, last team. Okay, now, now you're trying to make it personal. When we come back, 
Phone lines are open. We'll go ahead and start diving into some of these props as well. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cal.